Welcome to Date Car Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. And this week we have proof that sometimes what you say comes to bite you in the ass. (laughs) The trash took itself out. Uh, Life comes at you fast, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So we got to see some really fun things go down this week. But before we hop into that uh, juicy rabbit hole, we have some bad behavior to discuss. (laughs) And, do we? Um, do we have to? Oh, yeah. This is the fun part. Yeah. No, it is, actually. No, and actually the first thing we have to talk about is probably, like, the thing that's given me the most life this week completely. I mean, yes. like, fully, full life given back to me. I am changed. The The earth is healing itself. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it came in a package that was covered in shit. Um, Nobody expected this. Nobody expected this. Yeah. What do you got? We just like casually trying to enjoy our Saturday or Sunday or something like that. I think it was Sunday. It was Saturday, late Saturday night. I was so fucking drunk by the time he started tweeting. I w- it was like I think if people saw the Instagram stories Saturday night, I was like, oh, it was a mess. Um, but Dylan Barber <laughs> out of nowhere came onto Twitter dot com to tell us that we should all cancel The Bachelor, and I was like. Sir, let's have that conversation. Like, what's up, comrade? <laughs> Are you a socialist? I thought you were a Yang Gang guy, but like, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening. And he <laughs> proceeds to go on some kind of weird fucking AMA that gave us absolutely nothing. Um, yes, King, give us nothing. And he, I don't. I mean, sure, there's some things I think that you can glean from it. You know, a lot of producer manipulation. Producers can make, edit people certain ways. I learned something new. Yeah. I learned that they they don't know everybody's name. They make them announce three at a time. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of fucking neat. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> um, that's the only useful information Dylan gave me that day, so he's still canceled. <laughs> and, then, and then he had the just true audacity to... He was picking and choosing what, what things he wanted to answer, of course. And... He talked about Jed. Somebody was like, oh, who do you think was the most fucked over by the producers? And he's like, easy, Jed. And they're like, what? Does this mean he... And also the person that asked that question was a Jed, like, account. (laughs) Like, it was him speaking. I'm positive. (laughs) Fucking Finsta for Jed. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, And he's like, yeah, and Jed didn't didn't cheat or whatever. And it just, like, went into this whole thing that I was just really wishing we had been, like, we were over this, you know? That was, like, 2019. I was a different person back then. Like, we didn't need that. I don't need to, like, think about Jed and Hannah B and Haley. Yeah, we were, we were a different kind of traumatized back then. <laughs> yes, we were. Now we're grown. Yes, we're grown. We don't, we don't need this um, propaganda. Um, also, like, what a, what a, like, boat to hitch yourself to. Mm-hmm. Like, Jed in 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty special to see two um, mediocre white men stick together, you know, because it's been really hard for them, like, the last couple of years, yeah. you know, white men, and I was like, oh, gosh, I'm glad that, like, some people just, like, you know, stand up for each other. It's really nice to see sometimes. 
Um, uh, friendship. Well, awesome. <laughs> turns out the whole thing was just a like marketing ploy to promote Jed's drum roll podcast. I, can't, I hope we get to go on it one day. Um, <laughs> oh, I think we're the first guests. <laughs> <laughs> and did you, did you see the title of the podcast? No, I like myself. Yeah. He's titling it Jed Talk. Why? Like TED Talk? Like TED Talk? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I mean, like, as a person who works in SEO, good fucking luck showing up in any rankings for fucking anything. You've made a huge mistake, sir. <laughs> and also. <sighs> I know what is there even no. to say? Okay, but breaking news as of like an hour or so ago. I love to see it. Um, well, earlier today. Okay, so today was the day that Jed was supposed to release. This yeah, it was supposed to drop yeah, today. It was supposed to drop today, where he was going to ex- expose the production, expose this like supposed lie about his cheating, etc. And it didn't drop. And everyone's like, uh, what? <laughs> and then fucking shout out to Jess from Chatty Broads. She DM'd us. She was like, who wants to bet that he just didn't realize it's really hard to actually upload a podcast? Because she does all of the editing for their podcast. And I was like, yes, yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, even you can't just, like, start a podcast and, like, upload it same day. Like, you have to wait yeah. on that shit. You have to because wait. Because Apple won't approve. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't fucking do anything for this podcast, and even I know that. Like, I have one, like, ounce of knowledge. So, like, it doesn't upload, and then then Dylan deletes all of his tweets, and then he came, he did an interview for Us Weekly, and I, I, <laughs> I just have to read the quote. It's one of my favorite things. Um, He deletes all of it, and he's like... With that said, I believe the way the message was delivered was wrong. I'm appreciative of the franchise and the platform given to me, and that was not reflected. I have never seen somebody lick their own asshole quicker. Oh my god. Like, literally, he should listen to his fiance who tells him to get off Twitter every single fucking day. (laughs) She's like, Dylan, get off Twitter, because he just does stupid shit all the time, like... You can tell he's, like, a Silicon Valley, like, tech CEO, like, founder or whatever mm-hmm. because he's always just tweeting dumb-ass libertarian shit all the time yeah. that he has to delete. He never does anything before fact-checking, and Jed fucked him over, mm-hmm. and now he just has to, like, eat crow or whatever yeah. that phrase is. It's amazing. He bought a house. Like, you met your, like, you met your fucking fiancé yeah. on there, and you're a homeowner. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. But it's really hard. Mm. Oh, it's hard. Gross. Grow um, up. I hope the class war eats you alive. <laughs> it was probably like the my least favorite thing. Like he was him and fucking Chris Randone were like super all about that GameStop shit. Um, but like they were like, Yeah, let's get the man. I was like, You are the man. Like, what do you <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, I don't understand. That is so embarrassing. <laughs> I I don't even have anything to say. Like, I'm legitimately embarrassed to have heard you repeat that. (laughs) I'm going to blame you for this one because I didn't need to know this information. But that's so embarrassing. Yeah, they're really, truly, it's messy. It's so messy. And I'm really hoping, I hope this was a lesson for everyone in Bachelor Nation to mute this man on Twitter. (laughs) Just unfollow. He's not that funny anymore. He's not. He's not. 
Prayers for Hannah G. <laughs> she knows what she's gotten herself into. Um, I know. Yeah. We're seeking. Uh, but this this ended up yeah. turning into something else. Oh, my God. Dan, I can't. Because Jenna, um, for some reason, <laughs> decided to do our own version of, like, an AMA. <laughs> Uh, which I did not participate in, except for one time to shame her for shit that I saw that was not acceptable. <laughs> I'll get into that in a minute, but you go ahead and explain. So I do this AMA, AMA, and the first question that comes in um, is "fuck Mary kill Dylan, Jed, or Yosef." And I gave a very detailed, correct answer. Correct. Um, it was a very correct answer, but of course, it it ended in Yosef being killed. Um, and I literally forgot that he followed us, like, two weeks ago. And I just, like, didn't think about that. And then he watched all of our stories, including that one. He commented on it and said, I'm going to haunt whoever said that. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's going to find out where I live. <laughs> well, like, both of us, like, saw it and we're just leaving it on, like, unread for a while. And we were just, like, texting back and forth, like, holy fuck. Like, I, like, we both forgot about it. And we were just like, shit. What is he going to do? Because this is, like, an angry dude. Yeah, that's the thing. He's an angry man. And I just said that I was going to, I would vote for him to die. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Consequences biting me in the ass like Victoria. And um, I was like, oh, shit. And then I saw that he commented again. And I finally opened the messages. And basically, he at one point when I was talking about how my ex-husband was body shaming me and calling me fat, he's like, that man didn't know what he had. He was, or he was, he's like, not a man kind of vibe. And I was he's like, not man enough. Oh, my God. Something. I'm just, and it's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, well, do we really stand for that either? Like, no. But, like, honestly, not the reaction I was expecting from him either. Like, it went from, you know, this is the worst thing that could ever happen to our podcast is him responding to being, like, huh. Okay. Okay. All right. I can fuck with this. All right. It's a little... Like, of all of the ways you could kill me, you were, like... Hey, fuck your ex-husband. And you know what? That's an energy I would like to have. <laughs> so if you're listening, Yosef, um, I I don't really change my answer, but thank you. But thank you for the support. It was a, I needed a lot of validation, so I really do appreciate your validation, sir. <laughs> I texted Jenna earlier this week, and I was like, my 2021 bingo card now has Jenna fucks Yosef on it, and I will get a bingo. <laughs> This year. So, it's canon. You heard it here first. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. Jesus. Oh, man. Um, so, in less important news, um, <laughs> Ben Higgins has a book out today. I don't know. I read some e-news stuff. Um, Ben's nice. Read his book if you're into that, I guess. Um it's also the one-year anniversary of uh, PP's golf stitches. Um, and it's not the only scar we have from that season. No, we're forever changed. <clears throat> forever changed. I like that you put that oh, both of those things under bad behavior. Um, <laughs> it is not great behavior. <laughs> the audacity to write a book. Um, 
<laughs> Truly. Uh, unless you're Mike Johnson. Um, so next up on the list, though, is Caitlin Bristow, of course. Um, it- Caitlin's been, like, I, I really like her. She's been doing a lot of stuff where I'm just like, why are you doing that? Like, why? And it makes me like her a little bit less Mm -hmm. because it's almost like, oh, when she doesn't say or do anything, I love her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Show me your dogs. Show me your attractive boyfriend. I drink wine. That's relatable. Um, But, yeah, do you want to, like, kind of walk through some of the things that happened with her this week? I mean, like, last week she did the whole, like, I eat at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Because no one's in there mm-hmm. except for all of your servers, mm-hmm. which was gross. But this week, something else happened, and I don't know that I'm, like, 100% on it. So she, like, the day, two days after The Bachelor, or sorry, like, late Tuesday night of last week, um, she made a series of Instagram stories that was a lead-in to an ad for hair vitamins that she was selling. And she started it off with talking about how awesome and amazing Chelsea is on Bachelor. and Who famously cut her hair. Yes, and had like a five-minute monologue about how important black women's hair and the emotional attachment, the trauma, the harassment, the beauty, the, all the different things. And she says, oh, it was really awesome to hear Chelsea talk about her hair insecurities no. Because I have hair insecurities as well that I've well documented. And anyway, so I think you guys would love these vitamins. And it was, I mean, it was like, it's it's horrible. I mean, it's horrible. Horrible. Oh, honey, the optics, like, do you have, does she run that by anybody? Well, like, first of all. she should. She, I think she's supposed to send the ads to the people before she posts them. Uh, well, they don't give a fuck. I mean, that's a thing, right? They're so, it's basically like the twin to diarrhea tea <laughs> that makes you skinny. Yeah. But, like, it's like, oh, that's so gross. Just, like, first of all, co-opting a black woman's story, yeah. that is not about hair insecurity, yeah, from still, what I remember. That's bad. not what I got from it. <laughs> um, and then just, like, using it so you can make money, money yeah. off of ads for some that's like so gross it's incredibly um so by the time the morning came around she had deleted the one story that was about chelsea and so basically it was like hard cut to start of her ad that was like kind of chopped because it was like a continuation of stories you know yeah so she deleted the part that was like quote-unquote problematic and well no it was problematic but you know what i'm saying um well the whole yeah the whole concept <laughs> the whole, <laughs> execution the whole thing yeah. so and then <laughs> got the whole thing and I actually kind of like Taylor's been talking about this online a lot is like doing these moments of like ally um, practice. And so like I, since Caitlin and I have chatted before about her COVID problematic aspects, I DM'd her and talked to her about <clears throat> this being really problematic, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, I, I, I was like a call in, like, let's talk about it, you know? And mm-hmm. I was like, this is problematic for these reasons. How are you going to, like, show that you're blah, 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 all these some stuff. And we had a decent conversation. I really tried to make it – she was basically talking about how horrible she felt and how embarrassed she felt and how, like, ashamed she felt. And I was like, okay, well, like, sit in those moments. Like, shit, sit in that pain. Yeah. Sit in that shame. <laughs> shit in that pain. Yeah, shit in that pain, girl. And, like, <laughs> use that to continue to try to not make missteps. You're going to make them. But, like, we hope that you can just, like, have these moments where it will kick in your brain and, like – 
because you'll remember the discomfort of this. Like if your intention was not to do this, it's great, but the actions and the consequences, et cetera, et cetera. Um, she apologized. She talked to Taylor Nolan. She did a bunch of things. She supposedly donated her money from the ad sales to um, a, a black uh, led activism or donation um, and etc. But as you saw on Instagram, we posted somebody, Ash Talks Bachelor, the great on Twitter, they posted about how the apology really lacked a lot of things. Um, but I also thought it was really nice that, I, don't, I think it was just a great learning moment for a lot of white women, hopefully. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, I, I think like in the aftermath of that, like learning how to um, turn your embarrassment and shame into like an apology and like learning like to move I guess to move past your feelings of shame and embarrassment Mm -hmm. to like empathize with how you made other people feel Mm -hmm. and then like learning how to like put that into practice in the future so you no longer have to be put in these situations where you have to apologize because you're actually thinking of Mm -hmm. the impact of what you're doing first Mm -hmm. Is something that a lot of people aren't willing to do and, like, don't do. <laughs> um, so I at least, like, appreciate her for that. Um, I, I feel like it's just been happening a lot with her lately. Yeah. And I worry that she's just going to, like, get quiet instead of learning. I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of been the MO for her for a minute, apparently. Um. <sighs> yeah, I wonder – I. I wonder how Chelsea felt about all of that, and... Well, that was the other shitty part about it, is that Caitlyn didn't talk to Chelsea even until, like, after. She, like, tagged her in all of her apology stories and had not personally reached out to Chelsea yet, and so Chelsea accepted her apology, like, the next day on Instagram, but I felt that was really icky as well. Yeah, well, I mean, like, what is she supposed to do? In that situation, like, it's not going to get any easy for her if she's just like, actually, this fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, Because she wasn't involved in it in the first place. And this is just like adding to her plate if she chooses to challenge that in any way. Yeah. And she's still on the show and like, (laughs) (laughs) still just, you know, trying to build her own thing that's not related to anything that this white woman from five years ago is doing. (laughs) Um, Exactly. So that's why it was overall, like, really disappointing. And, I mean, we'll just continue to watch the situation. I mean, just if you, I don't know, make sure you're following Chelsea and make sure you're supporting Chelsea. And yeah. Buy whatever product she wants to sell in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Final thing before we get into the episode. We definitely wanted to briefly talk about Rachel Kirkconnell on this current season we talked about her a little bit before, like about six weeks ago. Um, I did like a series of Instagram stories when things started to um, show up on TikTok and on the internet and on Reddit about her dirty past, uh, like her uh, not great past, potentially very racist past, um, things of that nature. You can look in our Matt's Women um, highlight for it. Um, and then if you want further context for some of the other things, go to Crime and Roses. We love Crime and Roses. They posted all the more recent TikToks and you can watch them and listen to their podcast because they are amazing. Um, 
just more and more stuff keeps coming out about Rachel's problematic likes, like liking a lot of photos with Confederate flags in the background, MAGA hats. The MAGA hat like was like just this year. Um, there's photos of her in culturally appropriative costumes. There's culture photos of her family in culturally appropriative costumes. Um, photo receipts of her father donating to like Trump um, things. <sighs> um, what else am I missing? She had some, like, pro-cop stuff on her page at one point that she's removed. Um, uh, anyway, a lot of stuff. Go watch the TikToks if you'd like. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we... I think we've been um, not as, like, hard-pressed to talk about it because everybody's talking about yeah. it, you know? But I don't want it... I don't want it to come across as, like, oh, we're protecting her in a way that we were not <laughs> no. protecting Garrett. <laughs> I think the situation. <laughs> uh, fuck Garrett, uh, by the way. If if that's become unclear to anybody, oh, I haven't said that in so long. It feels so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were waiting for a time when she would actually be like relevant, mm-hmm. kind of, to talk about yeah. because she's been basically gone <laughs> yeah. this whole season. Right. Um, and this is obviously the the episode where she gets um a one on one date, and we were hoping maybe she would say something. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't. She hasn't. Um, so, like, what I wanted to say about that is, like, we we had talked about previously that she grew up in, like, um, a very small town. It's a sundown town. Right. Yeah. Um, which, you, which you informed me was, like, where it's, like, strongly discouraged for people of color mm-hmm. to go out when it's dark outside. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, obviously, like, a really conservative place. Um, I grew up in a not dissimilar, Mm -hmm. or sorry, a not, yeah, a not dissimilar situation. Mm -hmm. Um, and no, like based on my own, you know, growing up Mm -hmm. that like, it's totally possible to have like a change of heart, a change of politics Mm -hmm. to completely like, and like disagree with what is going on and Mm -hmm. to disavow all of those beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I don't want to like speak for her, nor do I necessarily want to give her the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. because she hasn't said or done anything. I mean, like I think in this situation at best, she is sort of just like complicit Mm -hmm. in being like, in not speaking up about these things mm-hmm. with her friends and family mm-hmm. and like not feeling, I mean, not even just like feeling embarrassed mm-hmm. and not knowing how to respond. Like, I think there's at least honesty in being like, Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that like mm-hmm. the Confederate flag was racist. I didn't know this was racist. I want to learn more. I mean, like that's like definitely like a white girl cop out response, but at least it's honest. Yeah. yeah. And she hasn't even done that. No. So like, uh, at at her most at her most generous take of her, she's not doing anything, and, that's, and it's and that's not really affecting her in yeah. any way. Yeah. That's com- she's complicit in whatever these beliefs are, mm-hmm. and at worst, she believes it. Yeah. Also, yeah. like somewhere deep down, mm-hmm. she also believes that, and I don't feel comfortable giving a read either way. Right. 
But it is a really uncomfortable feeling to, like, just not know and not have her be, like, saying anything. That's, you said that so well. Like, I, it's so uncomfortable. It's, like, it's something that's like been causing me, like, anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. And you to, to, to try to talk about it or do any research without not getting, like, end-of-season spoilers. It's just, like, all of it's just a mess. And, um, oof. And here's the thing. It's not going away anytime soon. So we have plenty of time to discuss it. We have plenty of time mm-hmm. to get more information. We have plenty of time to like whatever. Um, and also like, again, as like you said, I'm not here. We're not here to like defend her. We're not here to like give her necessarily benefit of the doubt. We're not here to do anything. But we're also just like, I don't know. We just have to wait for like more information. I don't know. We just yeah. report on it. And also everyone else is reporting on it. <laughs> like go listen to some good podcasts about it. Yeah, there's lots of people with way better takes than us. I feel like um, the the women at Two Black Girls, uh, One Rose are doing a good discussion on that. So yeah. make sure you're paying them. Yeah, you know. and you should be listening to them yeah. anyway. So. so on that last note, um, Matt kind of responded, like reportedly responded mm-hmm. to this Rachel social media shit today. Um, of course, the headline was completely misleading. Um, <laughs> what he said essentially was, I'm going to let her speak on that. And he didn't say anything. I think, like, what the headline said was, like, rumors can be toxic or something. And that was, like, a third of what he had said. (laughs) And he was just like, I know how weird Bachelor Nation is. I'm going to let her speak on that. Okay. All right. Hey, I feel like he's talking to me specifically, and I think it's rude. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You deserve a call out. I'm not not weird. I am weird. Mm. (laughs) Incredibly weird. All right. So... Again, almost half an hour in. Love Let's it. start the actual episode, shall we? <laughs> it was a doozy. <laughs> I think it was the best episode so far. <laughs> yeah, it is. It I is. felt joy this time, <laughs> I think. Maybe a first. For, yeah. I mean, there was definitely more parts of that were like, Ugh, but like, I felt I was like alive when I was watching. I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. I haven't felt alive for a long time. <laughs> Happy quarantine. <laughs> Okay, so we start off this episode um, with just, like, some women power walking around a resort. It makes me miss malls. <laughs> I miss people so much. Um, and I feel like basically, like, all of the quote-unquote varsity squad, like, drew straws and Kit got the short end of the stick. <laughs> and therefore, she gets a group date or, like, a, a one-on-one date at the end of the episode because she had to fucking walk with Victoria for half an hour. <laughs> Um, so Victoria and Kit are walking around, um, Victoria is going off the rails about the new women for some reason. She's just saying over and over that they're disgusting. Um, two of the new women, Ryan and Brittany, are, like, walking by, and Victoria mentions that she, like, can't stand her, um, which we can only assume she's directing at Brittany, um... If you didn't listen to last week's episode or don't know, like, Brittany was accused of being an escort and um, Anna had shared this information with Victoria, who is the worst person in the house. (laughs) And she absolutely knew what she was doing. And Victoria has treated it like it's a slight against her that Brittany could possibly be an escort, I guess. Um, Kit, who is with her, is basically just like, 
don't let them hear you say that. And that's the first thing I've ever heard Kit say. And it's the worst thing Kit has ever said. Because <laughs> that was an opportunity to be like, shut the fuck up, you stupid bitch. <laughs> and I think that's the most powerful thing that could have been said in that moment. Um <laughs> But I think it's, like, it's a little bit of a reminder to, like, fellow white people. If you were with a horrible white woman walking around and they're just specifically targeting four new women of color who haven't fucking done anything and are just being mean for no fucking reason, it's totally fine to say, actually, I don't agree with that and you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And make them feel uncomfortable or like why do you think that yeah justify, why do you feel this way yeah like justify what you're actually saying to me right now like that would be really great if you could do that because she or like why why is that funny yeah like what's the jokes <laughs> it's really that easy making people explain their jokes <laughs> as like two comedy adjacent people it sucks <laughs> It's not comfortable. It's not comfortable at all. <laughs> I love that. So just like when it, make them do it. Yeah, anyone says something that's problematic, just be like, "Oh, why do you think that?" And that will like totally <laughs> shut them down. If you just say, "I don't get it," they'll spiral. <laughs> they'll collapse. As a person who's never wrong, I have collapsed several times this week just be, like by a misunderstanding where someone's <laughs> like, "I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about." <sighs> so Brittany is like justifiably of course still hurt by all the rumors that were going on about her about the discussion last week um and now we're sort of left with like wondering if matt is going to do anything about this toxic energy in the house um now that katie has like told him what's going on um and i was unsure as well (laughs) (laughs) um but then we get a rose ceremony like cocktail party everyone's sitting on this couch that i just feel like is haunted um and matt walks in and he gives a speech about like what's going on in the house and it's very like kind of disappointed like he's like i'm not mad i'm just disappointed and that's how i feel like every week about watching this show except for yeah (laughs) i am mad too but i mean like as a person with daddy issues i was like yes (laughs) this is it tell me more (laughs) um he um talks about the culture of bullying which again after last week is oh so so (laughs) did not age well um the culture of bullying that's, like, running rampant in the house. Um, and he is quoted to say, if you're having to belittle somebody else for you to shine, those are not the qualities I'm looking for in my wife. Um, it sucks that it, because I don't have oh, enough wife. time with any of you and I have to deal with this shit. Yeah. And I think that's something we talked about last week yeah. with Anna was just, like, she knows she doesn't have a fucking chance, chance in hell. Yeah. So... Like this was her this was her out. Mm-hmm. She's like, someone someone here is quote unquote like worse than me. So I'm just gonna exploit this to be here for as long as possible and it blows up in her fucking yes. face. And remember what Danica just said later on when she tries to apologize. That is the reason why she did it. It just <laughs> never forget that it was of actual malicious intent. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He said like rumors that were floating around that could potentially ruin somebody's life. Um <laughs> <laughs> this cameraman who deserves a total medal he just zooms right in on Anna's face and the series of like expressions she goes through are just like something I'm just gonna like play in a gif over and over again in my head so I don't need to count sheep anymore I just count Anna's teeth <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he he starts off by pulling Brittany aside I'm sorry that was really rude really funny <laughs> 
pulls Brittany aside to talk to her about, like, the experience she's had in the house. And then the girls begin to question what the fuck is going on. Like, they're politely just being like, what do you think that was about? And everyone's just, like, staring at Anna again. And she's like, it's me. Like, everyone knew it was me. I made a mistake. I made a stupid comment about Brittany. I'm just like, who the fuck went to him, though? And so, like, that is pretty telling Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you're not sorry you're embarrassed Mm -hmm. and you got caught Mm -hmm. and victoria is i think agreeing with her like yeah who told who snitched like that's just a gross way to go about this whole situation but i mean like you're guilty so whatever Mm -hmm. um like again like she knew the damage it was going to cause and she said it anyway and she said it with purpose Mm -hmm. um so back to like Matt's conversation with Brittany. Mm-hmm. Um, Brittany just explains the whole situation. She's super upfront about like telling him um, who said what and what the confrontation is about. Um, and she's like, I know that this is not true. My family knows that this isn't true, but this still fucking sucks because it's on national TV. My mom watches this show. Like that's just embarrassing. It was like, really, it was really heartbreaking to be honest. I, I really felt for her. I was like, I want to hug her so much right now. Because mm-hmm. we went into extensiveness last week. Doing sex work is not the problem. It's just like, Mm-mm. it, but to intentionally trying to ruin somebody's life, knowing the stigmas that are surrounding it are not okay. And I just felt, oh, I just felt for her. <sighs> yeah, and I mean, it's the same with her this week. Like, you can tell that she's not embarrassed because sex work is a problem. Mm-hmm. She's just embarrassed because it's not true. Yeah. Um, so, like, Matt is super sympathetic, and he seems to be really troubled by the whole situation. Um, and he mentions that in order for this, which is the show, um, <laughs> to work, it has to be a, quote-unquote, a comfortable environment for everyone. Um, that's not true. But, um, it does serve as, like, Matt's call to action for himself and for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, he's got to get to the root of the problem so that the girls can go back to the super healthy thing, which is hyperfixating on him until they can't function anymore. <laughs> that's the comfortable part that's, that we have to get back to. That's the safe space. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> so, like, root number one that he has to, you know, figure out is obviously Anna. Yeah. Um, she... We saw last night, last week, uh, she was, like, literally shitting her pants ready to tell everyone who would listen to her, which is only Victoria, really, um, that Brittany may have (laughs) transactional relationships with men for money. (sighs) This week, uh, of course, she's had a change. Mr. President. (laughs) Mr. President. Uh, Fuck me. She's, like, uh, she totally has a change of heart. This is obviously coming from a genuine place. And (laughs) not at all, because she... Just basically got caught um, being a judgmental swerf ass bitch. Bitch. That's, I mean, it was just beyond obvious that it was from a place of embarrassment for getting caught what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm. She, to her credit, yeah. does own up to spreading the rumor how brave of her, um, <laughs> stating that she was, quote, like, Uh, being a shallow person in the worst moment ever. Um, And she also assures Matt that she apologized to Brittany. Mm. Like, kind (laughs) of. Great. 
and that she feels, like, immensely horrible about the situation. Oh, my God. Matt, Matt, Matt puts me on edge in this moment. He, like, an edge <laughs> plays me hard. He just, like, responds Ooh. that, oh, I know, that, you know... He doesn't think that she's a horrible person because she was like, I'm a horrible person. I'm a horrible person, which is kind of, sorry. Oh, my God. See, remember, I get so burpy with trauma. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, some would say this that. This is a segment called Trauma Burps. <laughs> you can, some would say that some of her <laughs> manipulation in this moment is her being like, I'm a horrible person. Please forgive me is a way to skate through what she actually did. Oh. You know, like. Yeah, that's true. You know, so he's like, oh, no, no, you're not a horrible person. I could totally give you a behavior pass because, like, I've I've done things as well in the past. Like, my life, you know, we all have to learn. And I was like, oh, my God. If he keeps her, I am going to vomit Fucking all over. scream. Yeah. Dumb, dumb. Yeah, she's playing that, like, that game, like, validate yeah. me, daddy. Yep. And I'm just like, normally, yes, but no. Mm, not right now. <laughs> not when it's to appease and, like, move on from something you did. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he continues after a long pause and he says, I have a responsibility to the women that are here to Brittany, which I love that, like, he's really standing up yes. for her in this moment to myself to follow my heart and kick your ass out of this house. <laughs> Thanks for trying. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, I, I genuinely wonder though, like, and we don't have to like talk about this mm-hmm. a whole lot, but I genuinely do wonder what it would have been like if like a Rachel mm-hmm. or like a Brie mm-hmm. or like a Piper or someone who he was actually like fucking into mm-hmm. would have been the antagonist in this situation. Because like really, I mean like yes, kudos to him, he did the right thing. Yes, but yes. like really, this is an easy choice because he doesn't like her. Yeah. And yeah. she knew he didn't like her. That's yeah. why she did all of this anyway. Like, if it wasn't her and it wasn't Victoria and it was people he actually liked, what would he have done in that situation? And I honestly can't say that this would have been true yeah. if these were, like, power players in the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. it's That makes me feel some sort of way. <laughs> Well, anyway, you know, it's a safe space as long as I'm not into the, you know, <laughs> the people who are the problem. <laughs> Isn't that always the case? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're all, we're all fucking. <laughs> Can't say I would have done any better or worse. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. So he walks her out and then all of the quote unquote varsity girls begin their apology tour. Um, you just love to see it. Like, what the, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't realize that I was making your life a living hell here for no reason. Ugh. Yeah, like, we, we hear from Serena and we hear from Kit. It's basically the same sentiment, like, oh, I had no idea. I'm going to do so much better from now on. And then every other woman in the house is just like, sorry for the silence on this issue. I've just been growing and learning. <laughs> um, And then every, like everybody else is just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, you guys are dumb. Uh, Victoria is also on the apology circuit, which is, like, fucking amazing, um, because she, I don't think she's ever apologized in her life, and she owes a lot of us an apology. Mm -hmm. Um, she basically, her apology amounts to basically, like, um, it was a joke, you should chill. Oh my god. Like, I took your crown because it was funny. Didn't you get the joke? Oh. And then, like, Serena C., bless her, she's, like, the voice of reason in this whole show, I hope she stays around forever, is just, like, 
I can't even explain the kiss assery that is going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, another amazing person, Ryan, who came last week, um, is very skeptical for good reason uh, that all of this is fake and trying to cover their asses. Um, she's like, suddenly people are apologizing from left and right. And at the end of the day, you know wrong is wrong. You could have, <laughs> You could have said this two days ago, last night immediately and now you're saying it out of convenience to yourself i loved that i was like it, you love to see somebody very like succinctly say something like that like because they're <clears throat> it shows like a little bit of like empathy so like you know what yeah maybe you were sorry but like you had opportunities to do it and you didn't and she just like puts it out there and i really like that well yeah and i mean <clears throat> like she like everyone just saw <laughs> the consequences <laughs> <laughs> that will happen if you if you are a bad person and they're like, oh shit, better get this apology in now. Uh, or I'm gonna get sent home. And then she goes to Matt, she says basically what she just said, but she also starts like naming names, which is amazing. She's like Victoria, yes. like, I mean, oh my god. I love a whistleblower. <laughs> it's good. Good shit. Yes, comrade. So um she's talking to Matt and she says, you know, the main thing that has just aggravated me is with Victoria. And I'm like, yes, 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 Thank you. yes, <laughs> please. Um, she told me to my face because I'm a dancer. She flat out said that I was a hoe and she laughed at about it afterwards. And she's also like kind of tearing up in this moment. And it's mm-hmm. really, really hard to watch. Um, we were talking about it a little bit last night. Like hoe, the word hoe, especially used when talking about a black woman or a woman of color is incredibly racially like there's coding there there's, like yeah. it's coming from like a white woman who means it aggressively toward a black woman yeah. who happens to be a dancer yeah. and it's just like it's not only like a slut shamey thing there's like racial coding mm-hmm. like built into that for, like she said that for a reason <sighs> And Matt, Matt's, like, he looks both, like, shocked and not shocked at all and bummed that she's experienced this. Um, I, I, surprisingly, he doesn't say his quote, I can't imagine that, which I was really shocked he didn't. But uh, <laughs> It's because he totally can't imagine that because Victoria's a huge bitch. <laughs> he's like, I actually can't imagine that this woman is being the worst. Um, and he's like, ooh, I'm so sorry that you're having to deal with that, though, because um, that's not the type of environment I, that I'm trying to create for you. Um, and I'm not going to stand for that. And he's just like all over this word about safe space. I was like, I love a man saying safe space so much. Oh, I do love that very much. Um, so Victoria finds out that Ryan complained about her and she just, Victoria is all over the house. Um, I hope that she had the forethought to like understand that her moments are numbered, but I, that's a lot to expect from a person like her. So she she was like, literally, everything was going amazing, literally. And she's like whining after walking away from Ryan mid-conversation. These fucking losers create these problems when everything is fine. <laughs> and it's just like, you call her a hoe. What are you not understanding about your own personal responsibility for your words? Also, like, if you think this is just, like, chill and funny, number one, you don't have any friends because I call you a whore all the time and you laugh. Yeah. And we like it. (laughs) So, like, these things are, like, totally chill. If you have a relationship with a person and it's, like, mutually agreed upon that these are okay things to say to each other, she has never had a friend in her life, first of all. And number two, (laughs) she's not funny. So, like... 
I'm just going to need her to, like, think about some things. Please. Um, nevertheless, her bra problems persisted, and she just runs over to Matt and tries to put out the fire that she started on literally, like, five weeks ago. She's never been chill for a day. Um, and she's, like... Like, her version of, like, trying to make things more chill is, like, oh, there's definitely some things I can work on. <laughs> like, the hoe comment was taken completely out of context. And then Matt pauses for a little bit. Or there was a commercial break. Like, something happened where there was a pause. And we were all just, like, what is the context in which this is appropriate? And then Matt comes back and he's just, like, uh, just curious, like, what context would calling someone a hoe be acceptable to be taken in? <laughs> and I was just like, beautiful. I respect you. And respect Victoria you. just like flounders. And see, this is like, this is like what we were talking about earlier. If somebody says something uncomfortable, go, oh, could you explain your context for mm-hmm. that? Because they're going to do what happened, which was like, um, 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 she starts like twirling her hair for the first time in like we've ever seen. She's like freaking the fuck out. Yeah, she twirls her hair. The bra gets more visible somehow. <laughs> like, you can see her becoming more unhinged. Like, it's like pouring water on, like, the Wicked Witch of the West or whatever. She's just, like, slowly, like, melting into, like, uncomfortable. Oh, my God. It's kind of a similar dress vibe, too. Anyway. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I actually don't know that that's true. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the of the, the good girl from that show movie. What's the main character of The Wizard of Oz? Dorothy? Dorothy? <laughs> I I think you are very much mistaken. Or you've watched a porn parody, which yeah, is probably the case. That's it. Okay. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. That's fair. Yeah. Um, anyway, they, so they Chris fuck ha- the shoes. Yeah, they everyone fucks the shoes, and the night is over, and everyone stays, <laughs> and everyone gets married. Chris Harrison um, interrupts Jenna's... <laughs> porn fantasy to gather the women and start the rose ceremony he would i almost said ceremony again oh my god oh my i cannot say this word anymore (laughs) we have to go with a different word for it then like rose (laughs) rose showdown rose um rose uh, yeah we'll have to come up with i can't say i literally can't say it will you say it yeah um to start the rose ceremony Rose ceremony. I, like, need to, like, record myself saying it, and then I'll just have producer Andrew, like, pop it in every single time I fuck up this word. (laughs) So, yeah, Chris Harrison comes in to gather the women and start the rose ceremony. And Victoria storms off to have, like, a good cry and to talk to a producer, which is exactly what I look like when I'm talking to myself in a mirror when I'm having a manic episode. (laughs) I think it's amazing. I relate to it, even though I don't say the same thing. Um, (laughs) She's just saying shit like, literally, there's no one here he can marry besides me. Actually, no, I have said this because (laughs) you say it about Andrew all the time in the house. When I'm having a manic episode, I'm just like, he can't marry anyone else in here besides me because we're the only people he spends time with in quarantine. Um, Andrew, don't listen to this. Thank you. Oh, my God. she also says things like, I'm the only one with a working fucking brain in this room, and I'm not even being rude, I'm just being serious, which is, never mind, I'm Victoria. This is also shit I've said to myself. Um, and then she says, if he's going to believe some idiot over me, he's not my person. If that happens, I'll literally die. 
it all tracks for me. Oh my god, I was screaming. I could not. I could not. (laughs) Well, he gives out roses at the rose ceremony to (laughs) Brittany Rose ceremony. (laughs) Brittany, Ryan, Rachel, Serena P, Maggie, Kit, MJ, um, Jasenia, Katie, Abigail, Chelsea, Serena C. And of course, they're joining Brie, Piper, and Michelle, who all are safe from last week. Um, sadly, we say goodbye to Mari, Catalina, and Lauren. Um, and not so sadly, Victoria. Bye bye. Bye, bitch. Um, is I think it was Andrew last night was like, oh, or maybe you. Like, I wonder if he, if she's gonna like say some fucking speech as she like leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Because she had her arm, they had her standing next to Katie, which was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then she had her arms crossed the entire time. Like, everyone else has, like, their har- their arms, like, down at their side. And she's just, like, already pouting. Like, she fucking knows. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that girl's gonna say something. Yes. Which is, like, never, you don't, that that's never, like, happened, really. You know, like, sometimes, I think in, like, Colton season, some women would kind of go up to him really close and be like, some of the women are not here for the right reasons. And that was yeah. epic. Um, but, like, no one's ever really just, like, blatantly in front of everyone's, like, ding, 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 I have something to say. Yeah. <laughs> and if there if there was, we don't remember because it's a bad move. Yeah, it's a um, very bad move. So she says something that's, like, um, hmm. Oh, she's like, uh, I'm upset because I didn't do anything wrong. I was invested. I cared about him. So I think he made a huge mistake. And she's just, like, getting ready to, like, eviscerate him. <laughs> and um, she's like, I honestly feel so sorry for you that you would listen to any of the hearsay and not all the facts of the situation. So goodbye. And she exits. And this is exactly how QAnon people, like, talk to you when you're like, hey, I think you're crazy and I'm done engaging in this conversation. They're like, oh, so sad that you wouldn't watch my YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Um, and she exits. And in her ITM, she's like, you think I'm going to hug him goodbye? No. And he just stared at me. Like, how dare you? <laughs> and then she, uh, the line of the season, he is not my king. And I am still a queen. Matt is a jester. <laughs> it's like, ma'am, what do you, I mean, I, I'm, I don't care how many times she wants to convince me that was not her MAGA flag. This woman is Trump. Like, this entire, mm-hmm. like, monologue is so just like, loser, loser, sad, <laughs> block, mm-hmm. fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. none of it's, like, real words. She's just saying shit to, like, say shit. Who was that, like, one politician from, like, Florida from this week? She's just an absolute... She's, like, the one QAnon member in Congress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, this is, like, her constituent. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if they're from the same area, but I think... (laughs) Yeah, it would track. She goes back and forth between Florida and California. Like, this is her mom, I think. (laughs) Like, they're in the same cult, for sure. Um... Yeah, so the remaining women are left to, like, toast to a clean slate um, as Victoria is now in her clown car leaving the resort. 
Um, the music is just like, and they're just going to take her ass back to her tanning salon so she can make inappropriate captions using brown emojis when she is a white person. Oh, but don't you know that black people can tan too? Oh, yeah. It's just for evening your skin tone. Yeah. Black Lives Matter. I think I heard that actually from Victoria. That's so cool. Yeah. That's great. Um. <laughs> She's so fucking smart. And then she she leaves Ugh. us with one final, final moment that's like, I, oh, wow, okay. Um, she's in the car, and she's suddenly really worried about the other women in the house and their mental health because she brought so much joy, and now everyone's going to feel like shit now that she's gone. <sighs> R.I.P. to a legend. <laughs> I mean, I'm just glad that we can maybe, like, one day we can stop talking about Corinne and we can talk about her, you know? Oh, my God. Corinne found dead at the scene. She is no longer relevant in any way, shape, or form. Corinne, Crystal, bye, bitches. We have a a permanent resident crazy. (laughs) We will continue to make memes about her until the day I die. Yes. Love it. Okay. So, moving on, um, now that we've spent three quarters of the episode talking about (laughs) the first 15 minutes of the episode um we have our first one-on-one which is with rachel and despite the fact that the entirety of last week was an episode shaming sugar babies rachel gets to go on a date where it's just a shopping spree where she gets a zillion clothes that she didn't have to pay for that she attributes to matt but production paid for that mm-hmm. um so producers brought in celebrity stylist ty hunter to dress them up and ultimately to make the other women very jealous and cry um so like rachel's like i've never been treated like an actual princess like this he's showing me that he can care for me and wants to make me happy in all sorts of ways which again it's not his money but Okay. <laughs> Feel your feelings. <laughs> um, she gets some, like, expensive-ass shoes. We're not allowed to say the name, um, even though it's very obviously Louboutins. Yeah. And um, everyone's upset, but now that there are only decent people left in the house, <laughs> minus one, um, they they all know how to talk shit in their diaries instead of to the producers. <laughs> I, will, um, I will say real quick, we found out today, during this portion, she says, I've never owned shoes that cost, like, more than $40. And people went on her Instagram, like, just, like, a couple months ago, she was wearing um, Doc Martens, which are $200. Um, there's another photo of her wearing, like, these Nikes that somebody found that are, like, $150. And then, like, a bunch of other really nice boots. And I just, I, you'd love to see a lying, lying bitch. <laughs> Maybe she she obviously shops at thrift stores, right? Right? No, she doesn't. Ugh, no, she doesn't. I don't even want to give her the, that kind of benefit. Um, we've given her the benefit of the doubt in too many ways. Too many. Too many. So, like, we're at the point in the season, though, where, like, like this is the date that yeah. makes women start to, like, overthink things Mm, a little bit mm -hmm. so like they come home from like the day portion she's coming in with like eight bags of shit producers know what they're doing like we hate these bitches because they're smart Mm -hmm. and they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. 
So, like, she comes in with all this stuff, and, like, especially this season, like, maybe four of these women, like, five, six, maybe, have had one-on-one dates. Four. Four. And so there are still, like, 16 people left or something, like, who have not had one-on-one time with him. And they're all just, like, at the point where they're like, I thought we had a connection. I think I'm a great person. I'm no longer comparing myself or fixated on the toxic person in the house. (laughs) What is so wrong with me that, like, I'm not getting this one-on-one time? Like, Mm -hmm. I thought I had something what is going on and they're not even mad at her Mm -hmm. it's just they're now getting to the point where like getting attention or somebody else getting attention Mm -hmm. is directly hurtful to them it's directly taking away from them and hurtful Mm -hmm. to them yeah Mm. and like we're on week five and i still feel like there are 70 people here there's so many fucking people so like even on the group dates they're not getting time still so sad um so I fully expect that there's going to be some, I mean, there's going to be tension mm-hmm. all the time anyway, but yeah. there, I think there's going to be some actual breakdowns next episode, yeah. given the preview, mm-hmm. because we're just, we're at that point already, but there's still so many people here. People are just going to start um, sending themselves home and like, mm-hmm. he's going to start sending them home. I wish he, I don't know if he knows, but he can send people home, you know? Like, not at a rose ceremony, you know? Like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel... I And I... Part of me felt like that was going to happen yeah. once or twice this episode. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't. Yeah. Uh, so, Rachel, after hanging out with the ladies for a little bit, goes back to the evening portion of her date. Uh, she's wearing this gorgeous, like, blue evening dress, and Matt has, like, a velvet blue tux to match. It's dope as fuck. And I told Andrew to put it in his wedding Pinterest board because I'm a control freak and that's what I want. Um, and famously, Andrew's Pinterest board is not for him, but it is for me. <laughs> oh, my God. So the conversation goes just as bad as, like, you'd expect it. I mean, just, like, watching paint dry. Um, much like Matt, Rachel has never been in love. In part because she doesn't think she deserves love. She's also 24, yeah. just so you remember that. <laughs> Even today, I thought there were times where I was undeserving of it all. First of all, like, I think you're out of my league. I don't have a lot of confidence in myself sometimes. And sometimes uh, that can be, like, projected onto my relationships. And I have a hard time opening up because of that. Because I'm scared. I worry that things... Might push somebody away. Those are all valid feelings. Um, yeah. I sounded like I was making fun of her, but I have feelings. <laughs> it's also one of those things where it's like, like when you're looking at her, you're like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Shut up. You're pretty. Yeah. But it's like, you know, insecurity affects us all differently. Whatever. I guess I, guess um, I want to just like real, like a very tiny pin. A lot of like the women of color have opened up about like real trauma and like mm-hmm. bigger things. And she's just like, I feel like I don't have confidence, and that's my my trauma. Maybe we'll find out more trauma. I'm not gonna say she doesn't have trauma, but like, I- maybe her trauma later on is my family's MAGA, and I don't know what to do about it. And if that's not her trauma, I'm gonna fucking flip out. Yeah, we can fucking hope. But yeah, like so many people, like we see it later on, like mm-hmm. even with Abigail. I don't, I don't- 
Yeah. yeah, I don't want to say, like, real trauma or, like, fake trauma. Because that's, yeah. that's a bullshit thing. No, like, no. everybody's yeah. living their life on, like, mm-hmm. you know, a spectrum of what they can handle, what they can't handle. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing is, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, evaluate it in that way. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm insecure versus I'm black and this is my experience. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it makes me feel weary of our relationship. Yeah. Th- those are two very different things. <laughs> and... Like, feeling scared and insecure is one thing, but that that's not necessarily traumatic in and of itself. And she doesn't present it in a way that's, like, traumatic, I guess. It's just, like, this has been a roadblock for me. Yeah, this is how I can't fall in love because I have confidence issues. But, like, he's so enamored with her. Mm-hmm. Like, if Ari were here, he'd be like, I like that. <laughs> but, like, Matt... Just, like, legitimately does like that. He's, like, he's totally into her, like, quote-unquote, like, totally normal vibe. Like, he, like, in no fewer words says, like, I like everything about you. Mm -hmm. You've never been the loudest. You've never been the first one to run up. You're so subtle. And I love that about you. And this is why Jenna and I got sent home night one. (laughs) (laughs) We fart the loudest. We are the most obnoxious. We have never listened a day in our life. Um, so he he's listening to the the girl that's way hotter than we are. That's just like mm, I don't know. Am I? <laughs> it's really. I feel like I've never been more oppressed in my life. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, that coastal elite. Um, <laughs> you know, we cut our hair different. Oppression that we have. <laughs> hey 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 it's hard with bangs if i cut my bangs too short somebody's gonna call me a turf i feel oppressed you know what i agree (laughs) sometimes people mistake me for a lesbian (laughs) no wait but you are gay uh no someone actually told me that i'm not so (laughs) you know our inbox has been weird this week. Um, we're gay. Um, we're gay. We're gay. Um, I am gay. I am gay. Anyway, so we're in episode five, y'all, and this is Rachel's first date with him. And the first time she's ever said anything. <laughs> the first thing she says is, I'm insecure, but guess what? I love you. I want to walk out of here with you. I want to start my life with you. And his dick got so hard. <laughs> he loves so hard. it when somebody tells him that they like him. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw it go from, you know, 6 o'clock to 12 o'clock. He was just like, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then uh, fucking hold on to your pants, y'all. He says it back. Gah! <laughs> oh, I just came. Can he, He's like, can I share something with you? So you're not crazy because I feel the same way. They make out and she's like, maybe we're both crazy. And the audience is like, yeah. yeah. Yes, you are. You're crazy. <laughs> Even if I didn't have all this negative feelings about her, I, I would hate this. Like, I, I do hate yeah. it. I do hate it. Connie texted me and she's like, how do you feel about this? I was like, I don't like it. Mm-mm. It's a no for me. It's too soon. I mean, it. I mean, we were all confused, but, you know, Matt decides to ultimately give her the rose. And then they 
they ride off into the sunset under a bunch of, you know, Sherpa blankets, and Rachel gives him what is assuredly a good Christian hand job. <laughs> How romantic. <laughs> what I wouldn't give for one of those right now. Um, mm. Leave room for Jesus. Um, so now we have a group date. Um... God, the show just keeps going, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> this week we have Serena P, Brie, Katie, Piper, Serena C, Ryan, Michelle, Brittany, Maggie, Abigail, Chelsea, Yesenia, and MJ. And they all go to a farm. And we're welcomed by a farmhand who, I guess, again, had to quarantine for two weeks to show all of these women how to sh- shovel shit. <laughs> like, if that's not his kink... I don't know how they hired him. <laughs> like, like this man was willing. Like, they found him on Craigslist or something. Willing to quarantine for two weeks to watch 13 women shovel shit was his exact ad. And they were like, yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> I mean, I, w- that part of the country that they're in, I'm not surprised. Also, like, I feel like a challenge for, for like, from now on should be to just, like, Try to say all the women's names mm-hmm. on the group dates in one breath. Because okay. I don't think I could do oh, it. I love that. Do you want to try to do it right now? Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Serena P, Brie, Katie, Piper, Serena C, Ryan, Michelle, Brittany, Maggie, Abigail, Chelsea, Jasenia, and MJ. Whoa. <laughs> I took a deep one, though. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like if, if you asked me to do it, like, off the cuff, I'd be like, <sighs> and then I couldn't do it okay. anymore. Next week. I love this challenge. Um... I'll smoke 4,000 cigarettes before then. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. It's YOLO. <laughs> you only die. <laughs> so, like, MJ has made it a point to shine through on the group date today, even though she's really sick of the group dates. Um, to I can't tell whether she's putting forth more, like, pick-me energy or if, like, editors just, like, showed her more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, like, really not having it. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think we were talking earlier in the night last night that she gave us, like, kind of, like, icky vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't quite the same as Victoria and Anna, but it felt, vi- like, very mm-hmm. adjacent to what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was very, like, shit-talky. And I, I mean, like, obviously that would be me also, but <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> It's like the spirit of Victoria left and infected this woman, and it just didn't make me feel okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the women are totally annoyed with her antics of like trying to get attention, but they clearly did not. They, they know that like no one has chemistry. It's I don't know. like Matt and MJ don't have chemistry. They don't. Together. They absolutely don't. It's and I think Emma J is feeding like she gets that much like Anna. Um, mm-hmm. and Victoria, likely. Um, they just, no, they just... Victoria doesn't understand anything. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> 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 um, they're, like, throwing eggs to each other, which was, um, stressful for me to watch. And MJ, like, goes... At... Do you want to share your trauma about throwing <laughs> eggs? I just, like... <laughs> when... Okay, this is... <laughs> It's not throwing egg trauma. Oh, I did not know that this was an actual thing. That was a joke. It's not throwing egg trauma, but I was a nanny in Italy once in my past life. And we lived in a... Oh, why are you not on The Bachelor? Yeah, exactly. We were (laughs) um, a... 
we lived in an apartment flat and they didn't have any yard they didn't have a yard this family and the children had never experienced like americanized easter so i hard boiled some eggs and we dyed them together and we didn't have a yard so i was like let's hide them in the house and we'll search for them and we do that and then we can't find the last egg and it was like a month and a half before we found this egg in this apartment. And I felt so bad. And the mother, this Italian mother, was just like, why did you do that? And I was like, well, it's this, like, American tradition. <laughs> oh, that's how you went to jail for two months. Yeah. <laughs> you did a domestic terrorist attack in Italy. <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> anyway. So I have egg trauma. Um... <laughs> But now MJ will have egg trauma because she's trying to, like, go after Matt and egg him. And he runs away from her. And he runs so fast that he, like, fucking slams into Piper. And then they start making out in a way that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be, like, but just look at the photo. He's, like, like, it's, like, he's trying to, like, inhale her face. It's No, he, that was a protect me kiss. Yeah. Oh, true. Fair. But I mean, like, also, he kisses like that. Yeah. So, like, maybe that was mm-hmm. sincere. It's really hard to, t- like, dude is a bad kisser. I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. he, like, he's trying to, he's always trying to consume a soul. <laughs> <laughs> um. And, like, uh, you know, MJ comes back and she's just like, oh, that's fucked up, right? And then, like, <laughs> you know, good riddance to you, whatever. I'm I'm uninterested in, in her feelings. But, like, the rest of the women also see it and, you know, feel upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, justifiably so, I think. Um, like, I, I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, have you guys seen the show? Because oh, that's right. such a lazy take. Like, you can have feelings even if you've seen the show. You don't know what it's like in their situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I legitimately, like, feel for Michelle in that moment mm-hmm. because, like, nobody has gone through what Michelle has gone through because Michelle was – Michelle came on last week mm-hmm. and she had the one-on-one date mm-hmm. last week. So the only experience she's ever had with Matt mm-hmm. is one-on-one, very intentional, like, very sweet. And, you know, now she's thrown into the situation where not only do the rest of the women, like – hate her even if the two quote-unquote like villains are gone right now like she just hasn't been able to connect in the same way with the other women to be like to have like that kind of support system but now she's seeing matt interact with other women in ways that she hasn't been you know subjected to before yes and so like the only person who could even maybe relate with that is brie but i don't even know if Brie is talking to her or like it just they don't show that connection happen with them damn um katie consoles her which is nice um during the Mm -hmm. night portion of the date matt pulls chelsea aside to talk about how awkward she is around boys (laughs) i get it like i get that she feels that way but she's so fucking cool and just like again chelsea the girls, the gays, all men love you. We're here for it. We are. Don't, don't date him. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh so Abigail um, gets, aside, gets some time with him. Um, she, if you remember, received the first impression rose and is feeling a little bit more insecure about her relationship with Matt. She hasn't had a one-on-one yet. And I was genuinely shocked last night when she didn't get it. I kind of was like oof 
I would feel that way too. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like when we look at like seasons past, mm-hmm. most of the first impression, like the at least when we're looking at like you know the women mm-hmm. who have gotten, they them. usually end up with their first yes. impression rose right. for the most part, yeah. or, or or at least the relationships that have been like su- successful in that they've been together mm-hmm. after the show for a certain period of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Abigail's been has not gotten any. Like airtime yeah. whatsoever, mm. and we haven't really seen her. Like the interactions they've had are cute, but we don't see they're like few and far between. Yeah. You know, yeah. And we hope that, that she'll get one soon. Um. So then she does take this moment though, and there's like group date after party to like open up about her insecurities about being in a relationship and having a family. Um. She says, "Quote: You want a wife and you want a family, and you know I want those things too." But if I were to have a family, there's a really strong possibility that my kids would be deaf. Um, and that's a big deal for her because, like, she has this, like, um, and it's, like, a, it's an important conversation for her to have with a future partner because now we learn, she tells us that Abigail's dad walked out on her family when she was young. And that's left her with, like, an understandable fear of of abandonment from people in her life, which is I, the most relatable thing. Um and uh, Matt can relate as well because his father walked out too. And so they have this moment and he wants Abigail to know that he admires her strength and is encouraged, you know, like her about their future together. And I I kind of wanted to talk about um, something that this reminded me of. Like I am not deaf. I do have hearing problems that I wouldn't consider myself to be like a part of the deaf community in any way whatsoever. Um, I think mine are more related to just, like, you know, focus Mm -hmm. and, like, connecting, you know, my thoughts to Uh what I hear. Uh Um, So I – it it did remind me of this situation that I saw in, like, Grey's Anatomy. I know I relate a lot of things to, like, things I've seen on TV, but that's, like, how I experience a lot of, like – situations that I I don't know personally myself where I'm like oh that's an interesting thing I've never thought of Mm -hmm. but there was this moment in Grey's Anatomy um like years and years ago um somehow this show has been on my entire life (laughs) um (laughs) but um there was like an argument between um doctors Avery and Kepner um who just like were mismatched from the beginning for a lot of reasons. <laughs> like, one of them's just, like, super, like, Christian. One of them's very progressive and, like, a little, like, slutty. They, they were just, like, mismatched from the beginning. And this, like, this this point, um, because they had begun, like, seeing each other, was supposed to be, like, oh, this is kind of a plot point and a reason why they shouldn't be together. They were talking about, like, um, I think they were treating, like, a patient who was going to have, like, a deaf child, Mm -hmm. if I'm remembering right. And the parents decided to not have surgery to fix the issue. Mm -hmm. And, or, or it was, like, it was either that or it was a pediatric thing where they could give the kid cochlear implants. Mm -hmm. And their conflict was basically, like, oh, if we had a kid, like, what would you decide to do? Right. And... One of them was like, um, you know, we're doctors. Obviously, we would give them a cochlear implant. Like, obviously, we would, quote, unquote, like, fix, you know, 
this issue, like, we would help them lead a quote-unquote normal life. Right. And the other was like, no, I I think that we need to, you know, give them the tools they need. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's a choice that they get to make sort of, like, on their own. That's not an issue to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. And, like, I think that that can be a really difficult mm-hmm. but also necessary conversation when you're in a partnership um, where, like, a non-disabled person and a disabled person mm-hmm. is, like, talking about, like, what their future looks like together. And, like, unfortunately, those are, like, conversations you have to have very early on, very I early. feel like. Yeah. Um, and I, I say unfortunately because it's, like, I feel something that Abigail has had before, mm-hmm. probably, mm-hmm. and, like, feels nervous bringing up because... I think, like, people that don't live with a disability, like, just, like, don't even consider these things. And, like, people with disabilities know these are things you have to consider when you're getting into, like, a serious relationship with somebody. If, like, that's something that's important to you, having children and having that, like, discussion, it you're going to have to have it early. And, -hmm. like, this show is, like, not equipped for that, you know? Like, she shouldn't have to be having these conversations, like, this, this early, you know? But, like, Mm -hmm. she knows that time is of the essence and, like has to have this with him. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, I think this is also a difficult conversation for her to have because she did get, like, validation at Mm -hmm. the very beginning Mm -hmm. and then just hasn't really gotten anything Mm -hmm. since then. So she's like, Mm. is this a person that I want to put, like, that I want to even open up to? Because this is painful and weird in in ways that it's different. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, from everybody else's experience. Like, everyone's struggling right now, but my struggle is even more different than theirs is. So, like, do I do I share all of these things? Do I have these conversations with him? Or am I going to be disappointed at the end of it all? <laughs> because I already, like, went through, like, a really traumatic thing with my own dad. Like... It makes me so nervous. I'm so anxious. No, and as a person, again, like, I I mean, like, I think you and I can both speak to this as, like, two people with daddy issues. Like, can you imagine adding, like, another layer on top of that Mm -hmm. that's just, like, oh, shit. Like, I have to tell you about my daddy issues because I have a disability and that will, like, impact how, like, the rest of our relationship goes in a certain capacity. Like, if you want to have kids. Mm -hmm. Like, that's something we have to talk about now because you've already expressed you want kids. And, like, she knows that she needs to start doing this work early with him because it's just gonna... She knows, like, there's not very much time and people are taking up so much of the time, you know? Ugh, I applaud her so much. It must not have been very easy to do and um, that's awesome for her. She seems like somebody who's really confident in what she wants as well, um, which I think really shines through, you know. So, mm-hmm. God, I really want to meet her. She lives near us. Let's meet her. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> um, after he talks with Abigail, he insists that he wants to continue to make this safe space. And he has to talk to MJ about her involvement in the toxic atmosphere in the house. Because her name came up. As someone who is also an antagonist in the situation. And this word gets used way too much. <sighs> I want to bleep it out of the episode. I'm so <laughs> sick of it. 
Like, MJ is shocked about these accusations, which is, like, pretty fucking wild because they're 100% accurate. We've seen the last two episodes. She was literally just talking shit about Sarah after she left. Yes. Saw that. Like, they're at the beginning of the episode, even. Like, you don't even have to watch the whole thing. Like, she's just, like, talking shit. She's, like, like egging on Mm -hmm. Anna and Victoria. Like, we've seen it. Mm -hmm. Um... She keeps just repeating, I lead by example. If I see something, I'm going to make peace and harmony. You can trust me. <gasps> like, shit like that. And I'm just like, okay, first of all, like, what the fuck does lead by example even mean mm-hmm. in this situation? In this particular situation, yeah. Like, and you've absolutely not done it when you've encouraged the people to laugh and you've made the varsity JV reference. Like, that's not leading by example is leading by example is to like let's pile on these people yeah i lead by example i pile on but i'm not like the originator of all of it is that what she means like yes <laughs> I, I don't know shut up oh, she's so annoying um so she's really riled up after her conversation with matt um and she's just like talking to whoever's left in the room <laughs> And it's like, (laughs) my character was put in question tonight. I was called an antagonist in the house, which is a really strong (laughs) accusation. The floor's open for a conversation. (sighs) Okay, Pete Buttigieg, shut up. (laughs) Ass. (laughs) And like, basically, like, everybody's like really quiet because you know what? Being called an antagonist, I guess, what does that even, like, I guess that's a strong accusation in this house, but I would just, you know, there are stronger words I could use for her, I think. <laughs> and we get All bad of- reviews for them. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, just the B word, though, not the C word. <laughs> um, All of the women are silent, except for Jasenia, um, who is like, um, yeah, Matt approached me and asked... What was the culture like in the house? I told him there has been terms used like varsity, JV, and I mentioned that you were the person that said them. (laughs) I don't know how that seems untrue. (laughs) We've we've seen her say it. Yeah. We've actually, like, seen her face say it. It's not just, like, a Frankenbite, you know? Like, we've seen her face say it. Um, She's just, like, dumbfounded that she's gotten caught in this situation. This... Now is the beginning of the Karen show with her, like, how she just continues to, um, like, be. So, like, what? 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 Oh, um, yeah, I mean, it just goes back and forth. Just is like, I think your character is based off of behavior and actions as well. Because she's like, I'm not, this is not who I am. And then MJ is like, I think my actions speak. That's the thing. It just continues to be so Karen because she's not saying anything. She's like, my actions do do speak for themselves. You're like, yeah, that's what I'm saying, is your actions suck, and they speak yeah, for themselves. Yeah, she's like, I took one affirmative yoga class, and what I learned from that was, I get to say whatever the fuck I want, <laughs> but I have a catchphrase to go with it. <laughs> um, she just goes back. And all Justenia is asking is, like, are you going to say to Matt that you were, like, part of the toxicity, or are you not? And MJ is just, like, Deflecting, deflecting, deflecting. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, I feel attacked right now because you guys... D- She's saying, I feel attacked because you guys don't agree with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And, like... Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, because she's saying things that don't make sense either. MJ at one point says, I haven't been involved in anything and I don't need to constantly explain to you my relationship with him and why I'm here, referring to Matt. And she's saying, like, I didn't ask for a constant explanation. In fact, I don't care about your relationship <laughs> with Matt, basically. <laughs> And then MJ's like, I'm asking you to not talk about me. And that's the real crux of the issue. She's just like, I'm mad that you talked about me and I don't want you to talk about me anymore. And then again, at the end, she's like, I know that I'm honest. I lead by example. Mm. And like, also, I'm like, this isn't a job interview for anthropology. Can you please stop saying I lead by example? <laughs> like, we're this is not what we're doing here. Um. Yeah, and Jasenia's like, the reason I brought it up is because you have made this environment uncomfortable for the new girls. That's why I said that, and Matt asked me. I did not bring it up, like, without context whatsoever. And then MJ just like, oh, I didn't hear anything you said. I think I'm owed an apology because right now the word antagonist was used in the house. And it's, this is like the second time this season that someone who has... Who is in the wrong is just like, you're attacking me, therefore I am owed an apology. To a woman of color. It was Mary Lynn before, and now Jasenia, and it's like, it's just so, such massive Karen behavior. Oh, it's really upsetting. I really, like, left the episode being like, oof. It's terrible. Yeah, and like, um... Yeah, Jasenia's like, you think you're owed? Like, no. No. <laughs> like, this isn't happening. And MJ's like, I feel like I'm the person being attacked right now, and I don't feel it's fair. Like, she really just, like, took the fourth grade, like, I messages shit to a different level. And then, like, Katie entered the chat, like, and is just like, listen, I feel like you're deflecting right now. If I'm being honest, the fact that you're, like, attacking her and you're asking over and over again Are you going to let Matt know your faults like we all have done? And it doesn't sound like you're going to. Mm -hmm. And, like, I also, like, to your point about, like, someone, like, attacking a -hmm. woman of color and being like, actually, I think you're attacking me. Mm -hmm. This is the first moment in the conversation uh, when (sighs) Katie interjects that MJ pauses to let someone else speak. Yeah. And, like, with – she's, like, making an effort to listen And it's pretty telling that Katie, a white woman, is able to make her point when MJ has spent an entire conversation beforehand speaking over and demanding an apology from a person of color. And, like, MJ again, I mean, after listening to all of that, her response is the same. She's like, honestly, I do feel like there's a little bit of attacking going on. Like, it it seems like a little bit friendlier, though. Like, I, I think there's a little bit of attacking going on. And I'm like, okay, Tone Police, like, we (laughs) tried to defund you, like, months ago. (laughs) Abolish the Tone Police! (laughs) Abolish the Tone Police. Apparently that's all our government can manage to get done. And I don't even know that that's going to happen. But, like, it is really telling to me that, like, MJ lets Katie talk. And, like, the entire time... Like, the, the conversation when I was recording my notes was, like, I, I that, that took the longest. Yes. This conversation took the longest to, like, write down because she kept interrupting Jasenia every single time. Mm-hmm. Like, it took so long to even just, like, write down. And then as soon as Katie started talking, I could write down things very quickly because mm-hmm. it was just one person talking. <sighs> and um, we'll get more of this a little bit later. 
but Abigail rightfully gets the group date rose. <laughs> and I get to stop talking about MJ for five blissful seconds. Five blissful seconds. Because we get a one-on-one date with Kit. Um, we're going what? to... What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going a little long in the tooth with this one, y'all, but it's just so much happened. But, I mean... Do we really have to talk about Kit? I guess we do. Uh, I, yeah, it it is brief though, and then we'll get back to <laughs> this shit. So, oh, what a beautiful episode! We we get this one on one that totally no one asked for or expected. Like uh, what? I she also Kit has not said a word this entire season, so we're just like, excuse you, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, she like earlier in the episode, she's like, I promise to speak up when you know things are going sour in the house and it like just actually like you mean you're gonna talk for the first time ever like what the fuck <laughs> um he uh, matt announces that tonight is kit's night okay um and it's really unfortunate like that kit is the youngest person in the house like at 21 and her name literally sounds like kid if you have like a if you're me and you can't, like, you know, like, hear without reading also. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, oh, kids night? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, anyway, Matt's a pervert. You can't convince me otherwise because that's what I heard. Um, Matt is, for some reason, like, cleaning his house. Um, probably because Tasha told him it was a mess. I saw one napkin. Um <laughs> And their date is basically just, like, they're cooking at home together. And Kit was really excited about it. Um, she likes I, it. I feel like she got a lot of shit last night. Um, online? Yeah. Online? I think, really? Do you think, do you um, think the online was rude? The internet was mean. Oh, damn it. Oh, sad. Damn Were it. we a part of it? Probably. Honestly, actually, I didn't um, post about her at all because I really kind of don't care. Um, yeah, I think you forgot about it mm-hmm. and probably so did I. Yeah. Um, I think, like, with Kit, I'm just, like, I feel, like, weirdly protective of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think, yeah. I think it's, I, I want to clarify, I think it's just because she's a literal baby. Like, if I went on this show at yeah. 21, yeah. oh, fuck off. Like, she's, like, way more, like, probably emotionally intelligent than I was at 21. <laughs> and just, like, more self-aware. Because that's what, um, money buys you. Um... But, like, she also just hasn't done or said anything. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, when the class war comes, I'm abandoning all allegiance I have to her because I'm poor. <laughs> so, <laughs> I get that, like, some of the things that she says came across as, like, probably a little bit tone deaf. But she, I think she's still in that phase of life where she's like, this isn't my dream, dad. It's your yes, dream. Yes, you know? Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a little sympathy because I recently watched the Paris Hilton documentary, and oh shit, if you How haven't that? watched it, I really recommend watching it. And I know it sounds like oh, just listen to another white woman cry. No, she the whole documentary is her really going in and exposing this really um, horrible like private school in Utah that like abuses children. And mm-hmm. Paris was sent to the school from her parents, and it was just it's really interesting. Um, but. I, yeah, part of that was like, I mean, sometimes these these children of health, highly relig- uh, wealthy parents don't have much autonomy, and it can be a, it can be hard for them. Mm-hmm. But um, oof. it's just not a relatable struggle. Isn't it? Yeah, it's not a relatable shit. struggle for sure. 
<laughs> so she goes over to Matt's and they start with dessert because I guess Matt likes to order dessert first. Um, like a pervert. Yeah. And they, we watch them bake, and which is like really just kind of weird. Um, she's cracking an egg. And I'm like, is that the first egg you've ever cracked? Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, it reminds me of just, like, I, I felt, like, embarrassed watching it yeah. because I just, like, I I feel like I just, like, really want to protect her because, like, I remember being, like, her age and, again, like, not trying to, like, you know, infantilize her or anything. Like, she's a grown adult. She, she can do whatever. Yeah. But I do remember, like, being that age and, like, dating people who are that much older than me, which I think 21 to 28 is actually pretty significant. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, life experience goes, <coughs> even Nick though... Nick Vial. <coughs> <coughs> Nick Vial. Oh, um, my God. Anyway, go ahead. But, yeah, I think, like, I think when you're... I think there's something to be said that, like, when you're wealthy, like, some of that age gap, like, blurs a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, she's 21 and he's 28 mm-hmm. and their life experiences vary quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... This is, like, her first probably serious dating experience ever, and it's on the show, Ooh. and, like, he is, like, a grown-ass man, I I guess, <laughs> quote-unquote, and I, like, it, like, a lot of it just makes me, like, really uncomfortable, and I think I feel, I feel protective of her because of that. Like, I just don't think this is a, going to pan out to be a good experience Agreed. for her. Yeah. And I think she's going to get a lot of shit. And I don't think she's, like, like, what, like, she's rich, whatever. Like, that's fine. But I think she's also just, like, inexperienced mm-hmm. and being, like, manipulated just like everybody else is. And it makes me sad. Um, yeah. So, like, she feels really emotional about, you know, just, like, spending time at home, like, cooking. Mm-hmm. And um, they have their, you know, like, one-on-one after they make cookies and make out or whatever, which, again, makes me really uncomfortable. Like, I I think I have some trauma about this. I just need to not podcast about it and talk to a professional. (laughs) But, like, she's like, I told you how much being in the kitchen means to me and how much it, like, has bonded my mom and I. And I felt that tonight. Um, It just made me feel so much more at home Growing up, like, my mom being such a success story, I think I was protecting myself and, like, getting in touch with my emotions is something I've never practiced before. And being here and letting those walls down is the first time I've ever had to be vulnerable. I think that's the hardest part is when one wall is broken down, you get to see all of me. Mm -hmm. That's probably pretty real for her, to be honest. Hmm. Yeah, and I I think that's real period even Mm -hmm. though her like experience is vastly different than like my experience growing Mm up and matt's just like i like you for you (laughs) what a soldier how brave stupid ass and he asked the question like i wonder what life is gonna be like with you after all of this and kit says tonight and he's like, wait, 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 no, like, I mean, like, after, like, I'm not saying I'm going to end up with you, you know, like, he's, like, trying to, like, back it up so far, and she's like, no, I just mean, like, life with me will be exactly like it is tonight, like, we'll spend time at home and do these things, and he's like, oh, phew, because I'm picking Rachel. Um, 
And I just, like, want to reiterate, like, run, girl. Like, <laughs> he's going to hurt you. He just, like, tried to, like, deflect you just being, you said one word and he was like, holy shit, not what I meant. <laughs> and then. No, 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 But he will, like, touch your boobs for free. So, like, I mean, if that's your thing, like, go for it. But, um. Yeah, she turns out to be the second person of the week and second person of this season who tells Matt that she's falling in love with him. And, like, let's note that his reaction differs pretty significantly from his reaction to Rachel. They kiss. She gets the rose, which I was kind of surprised by. Yeah, because sometimes when they can say, like, I'm falling for you, they go, oh, Oh no 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 no. Oh no no. <laughs> and then yeah, they, but she's hot. Yeah, so like she's hot. I mean yeah. she's hot and young, so And she lives in New York. And I, honestly, I bet she's like really fun to hang out with. So like if he's gonna keep someone around mm-hmm. that he doesn't necessarily see a future with, might as well keep her around. Yeah, I have no problems with that ultimately. Um oof, goodness. And then dun 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 Shocking twist. We look at our phones, and there's ten minutes left. And you're like, huh, what's going to happen now? Um, <laughs> Bloopers! Bloopies! <laughs> Yay! But instead, we are now starting to be conditioned to accept that an episode will never end with a rose ceremony anymore. Um... What is closure? Yeah, I don't know. I never heard of it. Um, but instead, we get a day card. What? That's the name of this podcast? Like and subscribe. And in fact, it's actually a dual card. <laughs> I is- love saying like and subscribe at the end of our podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yeah, dual card, though. I interrupted my own joke. Yeah, it's amazing. Dual card. <laughs> Yay! Yay. Anyway, we're going to change our intro one day. Um, (laughs) It says, MJ and um, Jasenia, I need to know the truth. Meet me at the cocktail party before the other women arrive. Okay. Oh, my God. This (laughs) voice. What is this? Meet me at the cocktail party. Meet me at the cocktail party. Uh, So, So, yeah, we get basically an abbreviated beginning of a (laughs) two-on-one. And it's it's hell. It's hell. Uh, we watch MJ and Jasenia like get ready, um, which is basically just like flipping their hair back and forth, <laughs> um, getting dressed. They have to ride in the same car over, and like the cutest thing is like Jasenia, I think is like pretty short from what I remember. Yeah, and she just looks so like dainty, but you can tell she's the powerful one. Yes. <laughs> you she's know? wearing a fucking jumpsuit. Yes, I mean that's enough. To be fair, though, MJ's outfit is pretty fire. I did, actually. I was like, oh, damn it. But damn it. I just, I want to give her that last, like, kudos mm-hmm. because the rest of it is shit from her. Mm-hmm. Um, MJ is, like, talking a lot of shit beforehand. And she's like, big hair, big hoops, big energy tonight. Y'all want to see me fight? Get your popcorn. And I was like, okay, I'm actually, like, ready for this. And then when the fight actually happens, I'm like... Oh, that was disappointing <laughs> from you. Um, MJ's basically talking about, like, how mad she is. Um, she says to Jasenia, you should be embarrassed because we're here because of your actions right now. And Jasenia's like, are you done? <laughs> it was so fucking good. 
<laughs> it gave me all of life. And then, like, MJ just goes back and forth on her, like, keywords mm-hmm. that she wants to rank for. It's yeah. like, um, I lead by example. Uh, and Jesenia just keeps, like, owning, yeah. like, her stupid ass throughout the whole thing. Do you want to do you want to say Jasenia's famous lines? I want to gift that to you. Um, yeah, where did she say that actually? Um, yeah, Jasenia's like, "You are fake as fuck, and here is why." <laughs> Pulls out her notes. <laughs> there are three sides of you. One, <laughs> who you are at the house. Two, who you are with Matt. And three, and who you are when the cameras are on. And it was beautiful. And she, like, looks at the camera, kind of like Jim from The Office, just like, sup? Like, how else are we going to... We're not... This is done, right? <laughs> I don't know how to do, like, a Super Bowl dance, but I just did one. <laughs> it was. You were like... like <laughs> it looked like you were miming. <laughs> like, I am. <laughs> that, that As a white person, this is this is all I can do is just... <laughs> This is a visual medium. It's just, it's horrible because, like, that was a beautiful moment for Jasenia, but, like, like you were saying, MJ just keeps, like, talking over her again, over and over again, mm-hmm. as per Karen ways. Um, yeah, just admit that just fucking, like, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's sick. And when I'd be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I was, damn, okay, yeah. Okay, actually, yeah. Yeah, I can't really say anything. I'll get else. back in the fucking car. You, yeah, I don't have anything better than that. Um, she like, at what point Jasenia says like, and you've lied, and I don't really know what she's referring to. And MJ does kind of like, I you can see her face like fall, like when she realizes like, yeah, like clutches her pearls. Yeah, like oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, and they keep fighting until the last seconds of the episode where Matt like walks up, um. Just in time for all the drama and episode to be over so he doesn't have to address any of it, which is super cool for him. And then we get to see the preview for next week um, where somehow more women are added to the show. Thank you, Heather. (laughs) (sighs) I thought we were close to being done, but this is what if The Bachelor just goes on forever? Oh, what a that's a great idea. What if what if we never get a break? I love this. No. I love this for no. us. No, no, no. No, I no, love no. this for us. This is great. I have no I have no other hobbies other than to You you have a mental illness <laughs> I too, in fact. I want a break. In fact. I took like four hours off this weekend and it was delightful. But that's all I need, because I can go forever, baby. <laughs> Alright, well, someone find my replacement. I need a vacation. Um so anyway, episode over. Done. I'm actually very excited for next week. I'm excited to see Heather. I'm excited to see what Dylan's meltdown is, if it has anything to do with Heather. Um, or was it all for the jet of it? Was it all just for the jet of it? Um, actually, I will laugh very hard if it was all for Jed and <laughs> therefore all for nothing. But in the meantime, housekeeping. Housekeeping. If you are still here... Still around, still listening. Congratulations. I'm sorry. Go to sleep. Um, so last month, we launched our Patreon. You can find that on our link tree um, or by visiting patreon.com slash datecardpod. Um, we had a lot of fun last month. Mm-hmm. Um, it was our first month doing it. So we there's like a learning curve for sure. But I think we did a fairly good job. We had a lot of fun doing all yeah, of it. It was very fun. Um, and... 
we got a fuck ton more support than we thought we would have gotten. Yeah, yeah, y'all. We are so thankful for all of this. Shit. Like, eventually we will sound good on this podcast. <laughs> fuck. Um, it was, to... it was like, it was, it was really validating and really yeah. special because, um, even though we sound like shit, yeah, um, it was really sweet to see how many people came to like support and you know, uh, I mean, yeah, oof, oof, and then just like build more connections and more more community. It's really sweet. Our DMs are a really special place, and yeah, um, that's just continuing in the the Patreon. So yeah, if you're interested in joining, uh, you can find it at Patreon.com/slash/DayCardPod. So this month we have a couple of things planned. Mm-hmm. Um, this Friday oh we're going to have a fave of the pod, Taylor Nolan, on <laughs> um, for our bonus episode for this month. Um, if you are interested in hearing that, which you should be, and if not, I question your motives for listening to this podcast. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> what the fu- Why would you listen to us talk when you can hear Taylor talk? Um <laughs> We're going to be interviewing her this Friday, and then we're going to, you know, spend some time um, carefully editing and making it sound nice. And then we'll be releasing that probably mid-month or a little bit closer mm-hmm. to the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, bonus episodes are 5 bucks a month. If you only want to hear Taylor's episode, you can unsubscribe at the end of February, yeah. and you'll get to hear... Taylor's episode and last month's episode, mm-hmm. which was also really amazing with Allie. Yeah. We got a lot of um, great feedback from that episode. It was really, really great. I love yeah. it. And um, we're also going to be doing another live at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. The way that our live worked out last month was we sort of – there was only, like, 15 mm-hmm. people there, which was, like, honestly perfect for what we were doing. Beautiful. We just ended up, like, talking about, like, what was going on live. Mm-hmm. People were able to, like, unmute themselves Mm -hmm. and, like, talk with us about what was going on, ask us questions, like, you know, like, create their own dialogue of what was going on. And we had a really good time, too. Like, we did not know exactly how the format was going to work out. And it was really fun for us. And um, I have heard no complaints yet, yeah. but I think that's because I'm sensitive and no one <laughs> no, no, will tell we get, me anything. We got good feedback. And it's uh, via Zoom, so it's really accessible to, to yeah. most people. Um, and then if you are not available to be present at the actual live, we record it and then we link it up to a private YouTube link so that only the top-level Patreons can have access to view it later. Um, right. And I actually had and a couple you... people that DM us later the week and be like, I loved that I could actually watch that later in the week when I had time to do it and I was present. It was really nice. Yeah. So. And, like, also, if you're unable to – we had a couple people that were – holy shit, we had, like, two people mm-hmm. that were on completely different time zones mm-hmm. than us, like, talking, like, 12 hours behind or ahead. I don't know how time zones work. <laughs> They were, like, up at, like, 2 in the morning, and I was like, that's some Danica on a manic energy <laughs> shit going on right there. But, like, um, if if you're, if you're in a different time zone, if you're working or whatever, and you want to ask questions, yes. you can submit them beforehand, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we will, we will answer them. Yes. And that way it'll um, be, like, for you when you do get to watch it. Yeah. That's lovely. Um, so... Yeah, we'll schedule that out ahead of time and let you guys know. 
Yeah, and then um, I'm going to be working my J-Anon as well, so. <laughs> do you know what your J-Anon is for this month? I don't, so if you're a Patreon member, um, DM in the Patreon, it, like, comment in there and let me know. What I'm going to, like, join the, the Patreon and, like, suggest the thing that I know that you don't want to talk about. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Let's move on. Stickers, stickers, we have, they have been ordered. They are wonderful, and we're going to be uh, shipping them out to our top-tier Patreon folks first as soon as we get them, so that's really wonderful. Stay tuned for that. Update your address. Update your address. Yeah. I, sent, I sent out a message already, but update your address if you haven't already so we can send them to you. <laughs> um, after we get through our uh, Patreon subscribers, we'll have some left over, mm-hmm. and I think... After that, Jenna and I are going to start working on a store. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't we haven't figured out the platform just yet, um, but we'll have a merch store up somewhat soon. Uh, keep an eye mm-hmm. in the next couple of months, um, and then beyond uh, merch stuff and ways that you can pay us, um, mm-hmm. we we've been invited to do a couple of guest spots on other people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay tuned for news about those. Um, we're really excited to do stuff like that. Yeah. And like and like talk about maybe not all Bachelor, you know? Like talk about a little bit of other stuff. Like oh and related God. to our knowledge of the Bachelor, of course, but like yeah, I'm really excited about it. So Yeah, I am very happy that people trust us to do anything because we can't stop saying bad words. <laughs> um So like stay tuned. Um and then uh, thanks in advance to fiance of the pod, Andrew, for everything that you do. Thanks for producing our episodes. Um, we love you. We love you. Thanks for listening to our podcast, everybody. We love you so much. Thank you. I am, you deserve a medal for making it this far. Um, we will see yes. you on the internet. Love you. Wish us luck with Taylor <laughs> and, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, we are Descartes Pod. On Twitter, we are Descartes Podcast. You can email us at DescartesThePodcast at gmail. And make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at Drunk Feminist on Instagram, and Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight. When you are ready. Hello and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.